It's Pastor John welcoming you to our broadcast. You know, every now and then we like to take a break and catch our breath and just give thanks to the Lord for all the good things he's done for us as a body, uh, as a church, and as individuals. So let's join our service today as we give thanks. To the book of Philippians. Let me give you a little bit of context here. Um, Philippians was written, most people think, by Paul, uh, who was in prison in Rome. Um, and this would be his second imprisonment. It was kind of a, a house arrest type thing. Um, but Paul had gone to Philippi because he had a vision in the middle of the night uh, where a man said, come to Macedonia and help us. Uh, so Philippi was strategically located um, uh, along one of the primary trade routes uh, that went through the Mideast, uh, and it was populated by retired Roman uh, uh, officers in the Roman army. And so it, it, was not a, it was not a safe place for the enemies of Rome. Um, there was a very, very small Jewish popula- population there, not enough apparently to have a, uh, a synagogue, uh, but there was a place of prayer. Paul went to that place of prayer, and uh, met a woman named Lydia and brought her to the Lord. And it was the beginning of the establishment of the church in Philippi. Um, while he was there, uh, this, this woman came out to greet him. And she was a, a prophetess of sort uh, and began prophesying against him. And apparently this woman could tell the future. And she was owned by several other men uh, who charged for her services and when Paul finally had enough of this woman, he cast his demon out of her, and she stopped telling the future, and the people in Philippi got mad. <laughs> and so he's robbing us of our income, and they threw Paul in prison. Um, so Paul was in prison in Philippi, and when he was let out, he had to go uh, because there was a lot of resistance against him, which is what we find out in, in most of Paul's writings, that, you know, the... the his successes were relatively small, uh, and his failures and resistance was relatively large. Uh, but Philippi had a very special place in Paul's heart. Uh, he loved the church. They supported him through uh, several of his ministries. And ultimately, he writes this letter to them. And uh, here at the end of it, he, he says this. And the, the letter is just filled with thanksgiving. I think it's an appropriate verse for what we're doing here today. He said, starting in verse 10, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at length you have revived your concern for me. You were indeed concerned for me, but you had no opportunity. Now that I'm speaking of being in need for, not that I'm speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. You need to understand the context there. I know how to be brought low. And I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I've learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger and abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. So in the context of Paul being in prison, having been in prison in Philippi, he writes this this thing. I rejoice in the Lord greatly uh, about the fact that, The Philippians know that he's in need, and they're ready to meet that need. 
And so they haven't had the opportunity, but now they do. Um, and he says, not, not that I have the need, because Paul's already written that God will give us everything that we need. So Paul's not saying I'm lacking anything. He says, not that I have the need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I love this. It's absolutely fantastic. Here's a guy that's in prison. The, the second time, and Paul is probably acutely aware of the fact that this time they're going to execute him. There was this purging going on from Rome. Nero tried to burn the city down, thinking that this is a great way to get a new city, and it turned on him. The people were really upset. So Nero stands up and goes, it was the Christians who did it. And all of a sudden, the Christians are under incredible oppression. And a lot of them are being martyred. And Paul, Paul's one of the leaders. And he's in prison. And although he had some, some liberties in prison, this is not going to end well for Paul. Paul doesn't write a letter that says, help me. Get me out of here. You guys have got to do something. You say, yeah, I've got some needs, but I've learned to be content in all circumstances. Paul is content knowing that that they're going to come for him at any minute. So he says this, I know how to be brought low. (laughs) He's been there, amen. He's been humbled. And I know how to abound. He's been there. He was the Jew of Jews, studied under Gamaliel, Uh, expert theologian, leader of the Sanhedrin, leader of the Pharisees. I know how to be high. I know how to abound. And in every and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance, and need. So he says, I've learned the secret to get through life with all of its successes, with all of its failures, with all of its shortcomings, with, with, with all of its celebrations, and with all of its disappointments. And here's the secret. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. See, strengthened by the presence of Christ in his life. This isn't a verse. We've talked about this before. This isn't about a verse. If I want to be an astronaut, I can just run down to Cape Canaveral and hop on the next spaceship and go up there. I can be anything I want to be. I can't be an astronaut. (laughs) This is a verse about how we get through life. It's a verse about how we handle the ups and downs of life. It's a verse about keeping our focus on Jesus Christ and believing Despite our circumstances, believing that God intends good for us because he loves us as his children. You know, we might not always be able to see that good. And we certainly find ourselves in circumstances where they don't feel that good. But God's got the long game going on. (laughs) He sees the end from the beginning. He knows what we need He knows what's good for us, and we need to trust him for that. We need to be able to say, okay, God, this is pretty uncomfortable. I didn't plan on being here. I don't like this situation, but I believe that you have somehow determined that this is what I need right now. So I'm going to set my sights on you. I'm not going to be overwhelmed by my circumstances. I'm going to walk 
in a manner worthy of my calling. That's what Paul's letter is about. I mean, you see this as he writes through Timothy, Thessalonians. I mean, it's 2 Timothy, the last letter he writes. You know, they're going to come for me any minute. Don't waste any time getting to me. By the way, bring my books. Paul's still learning right there at the end. So we live in a country that is abundant in blessing. Right now, we're abundant in tension as well. And, you know, on on a local level, on a personal level, on a national level. Yet, we're told to give thanks. Give thanks in all things. That doesn't mean that we are thankful for hurtful, painful situations. Listen to me carefully. It doesn't mean that we're going to paint a smiley face on everything that we go through. It's okay. I'm thankful that I'm hurting right now. It means that we give thanks in our pain. We give thanks to God because ultimately there's something beyond our pain. Our pain has a meaning. It has a purpose. There's a reason for it being there. We might not know what it is, but we trust God that he will use it for our good and for his glory. So we pause every now and then to give thanks. doesn't have to be for pain. It can be for blessing. We're thankful for him in that too. Amen? Okay. And so what I'm going to do is we're going to open up the pulpit. There's a microphone down there if you want to use it. There's a microphone up here. This one's better because then the people at home get to see you. Hi. And we're just going to ask you to come forward and whatever you have to give thanks for, to give thanks. I'm going to sit down and you're welcome to come forward. Come up here so you can see me. When I first started thinking about this, I started thinking about what am I really thankful for? And I had one or two things. And then all of a sudden I had a lot of things. So I'm just going to share only 11 of them with you. I wrote them down so I wouldn't forget them. Uh, things I'm immensely thankful for. I'm thankful for the love of God in Christ who led me out of the darkness of this world into his marvelous light of heaven's grace to behold his face nearly 43 years ago. I'm thankful for looking back over those years at the loving kindness of God who kept me safe even before I knew Christ until he opened my eyes to this grace. I'm thankful for the word of God and his indwelling spirit guiding and teaching me every step along this heavenly highway to the celestial city, as Bunyan said. I'm thankful for all the people I've known and fellowship with along the way, places he's led me and the things of his word he taught me and use me to teach others in each place I've been led across this country and the world. I'm thankful for being filled with a love for his word of truth and a burning desire to be valiant for that truth and the gifting he's given to share that knowledge of the Holy One with others in all those places that he providentially led me through. I'm thankful for him opening my eyes to see the wonder of his calling and election in Christ and the hope of glory as I reflect in the mirror of the scriptures. I'm thankful for the providence and provision of that grace leading me to the Netherlands where I met my precious wife and co-laborer 32 years ago. I'm thankful for bringing us to this assembly of saints being made perfect to love the Lord and his truth and a shepherd committed to Jesus Christ and to us. 
I'm thankful for each and every one of you here whom he has likewise called out and led by his grace to this day and in the anticipated light of eternity. I'm thankful for this opportunity today to share some of these things that fuel this joyful thankfulness that lights up my soul. And finally, I'm thankful for the provision and providence of God in Christ to serve you all forever to glory in Christ and to see his face together. Thank you. Unaccustomed as I am to public speaking, I'll, I'll give this a try. I'd like to, first of all, just thank uh, you all, the congregation, for uh, letting me part, be part of the team that serves you here on Sundays and throughout the week. Um, we have a tremendous, tremendously wonderful group of people who serve this congregation uh, and their families. That we, we don't know the sacrifices that are made to bring to you the, the Word of God, uh, the hope that, that happens throughout the week with the phone calls and the emails and, and all that happens here that we call life. I am thankful that you let me come up here and stumble some, and as you can tell, I, I kind of just go off script a lot. So thank you for letting me be... Uh, uh, thanks for letting me do that. Uh, I love to serve you. I love to be part of the team that serves you. Uh, I'm so grateful that um, you allow me to be me. Uh, I'm grateful to my wife for uh, supporting me in all that we do. Uh, couldn't imagine being with a different partner at all. And as we look through our horizon years in a year and a half, we are really looking forward to that. So thank you. I'm going to turn the now the mic over to whoever's next. Thank you. A month ago, our house was destroyed by a fire, and that was a pretty devastating blow at first. Uh, hard to count much joy in it for the, for the very beginning, but uh, I have been able to, to learn there are things to be thankful for and seeing through that. We, we've learned, for example, that... Uh, we don't rely entirely on ourselves and what we have, that in fact we have friends, we have family who are backing us up, who are helping us out. Uh, we have learned that God is working through those people, uh, that we don't depend on ourselves, that we can look to him and know that even when what seem like terrible things happen, um, that you know, he's with us that he will give us what he said that he would. We'll, we're in his hands. Uh, it's been a, a, a difficult time, but we're seeing day by day that you know, he's just you know, removing the obstacles that we see there, uh, helping us, although it's going to be a, a long time before we're back to what we like to think of as a, a normal life, probably about a year, 
Nevertheless, he is smoothing things out for us. He is you know, directing us uh, to find what we need. Um, he's, he's teaching us that you know, he, we are his children and that that is the most important thing for us. So although I still can't quite say that I'm glad that it happened um, and probably never will be, <laughs> nevertheless, uh, I, I do give thanks that, that you know, God has has shown us his grace and his care in this way. When I was trying to think about what I'm thankful for. I felt like there were so many things. Um, and if everybody on the worship team knows, I don't like public speaking. <laughs> I try to say the least I can because I feel like when I sing, I try to share what's in my heart. But when I was thinking about, I think the older you get, the more you start reflecting on all your travels with the Lord. And when I started thinking about what I'm most thankful for about the Lord is his presence. Um, you know, we all go through really difficult times. Sometimes we don't even have emotions we don't, you know, we're kind of numb. But I feel like when we, when we praise the Lord in our private time, his presence comes. And, you know, that's when we can get through, when we feel the Lord's presence in our lives. And then I just reflected on the fact that... Um, Every situation I've ever been in my life, I find that God is faithful to bring other people into my life to help me push through, encourage me. <laughs> and this body has done that a lot, and um, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Good morning, everybody. Big blessing for you in this moment. I'm so happy because when I start member from this church, the Lord, op the Lord opened more doors for One Vision Channel. Thank you because Warrington Bible Fellowship is the good ground, good ground. Every donation, every money, every, every open for my, my family, Valerie and, and Levi, the Lord blessed me a lot. Thank you because here is good ground. Good blessing, because it's time for One Vision Channel. Go stay for uh, Satellite Gal Galaxy 18, the cover Canada to Panama. It's a big blessing, too. The Holy Spirit opened more doors for uh, AT&T cable and Verizon cables. The word of God is the timing for church for every country, too, for the glory of God. 
But thank you because, Valerie, my special wife, the Lord, bring a lot of blessing for my ministry. I started preaching the gospel in 1982. In continue preaching, big energy, a lot of strong anointing, his power of the Holy Spirit, because the Lord is here. The anointing is here, and the Holy Spirit blessing you in Warrington Bible Fellowship. God bless you, everybody. As I was thinking about um, what I'm thankful for, like so many, there's, there's tons of things to be thankful for. Um, but as everybody was talking, I started jotting some things down. I'm thankful that God's got my plan in his sights. I'm thankful for seasons and that not all seasons last the same length of time. I'm thankful that his peace is given and not something that I have to accomplish. I'm thankful that as I seek his will, he puts in my path people that knowingly or not, their words and actions confirm that I'm listening. I'm thankful for quiet time so I can hear him. I'm thankful that I don't have to have a tidy prayer or my story, whether it's praises or pressures, It doesn't have to be in order. He hears, he sorts, and he brings peace. Excuse me. I give glory to God because we are called to we must. This week was hard. Um, I'm not going to share details. Feel free to ask us later. But I give glory to God because I felt him saying you must. I'm thankful for Christ who died for me, who covered us. I'm thankful for all of you who love us so well. Admit this is spur of the moment. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to do this. When I think about what I'm thankful for, I think back in my childhood, and I'm so thankful that God gave me two parents. Two? My, is that better? <laughs> I'm so thankful that God gave me two wonderful parents that were God fearing, loving people. And they gave me my first Bible when I was nine years old. And 
even though I took a lot of detours between now and then, um, you know, God is faithful to continue to, to sanctify us and to finish what he starts. And I know he started that in me that long ago. I won't tell you how many years that is. <laughs> Some of you know. <laughs> but then I think about just how wonderful that growth process ends up being. He grows that faith in you, and the more he grows your faith, the more, and he does it all. We don't do any of it. He shows you how, how to be content, how to be in peace, even when things are, you know, testing you. And we certainly have plenty of those opportunities to be tested. But my parents um, were just, they were just struggling people, just like anyone else. Um, But they always, you know, put forth their faith in God. And thank you, Jesus, that every single one of my siblings, both my parents, me, none of us are strayed away from our faith. Um, Like I said, plenty of detours, but... We all will see each other in heaven, and I just cannot praise God enough for that because I know there are many people that have family members that they are so worried about and so, you know, consumed with, you know, just grief over their spiritual condition. And so thank you, God, that um, I don't have to worry about that. And I thank God for my beautiful daughter, and her father, <laughs> um, and I pass it on to you, see? And so that's how God, he's just so good to work that out in our lives. And I thank God for all of you um, carrying me through so many tough times. Um, and just to see your all's faces is a blessing. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alicia, for coming up unprepared. It gives me the boldness to stand before you this morning also. And forgive me, I guess I should be thankful for waterproof makeup. (laughs) I am so grateful that this church is a church of the word. And I'm so thankful that the women's ministry has had a verse of the month. Because every month, every verse has hit me deep in my soul from the beginning of being planted by the streams of water when you feel like you're in a desert to crying out to the Lord to show me the way I should go to the month when my dad died to rejoice in my salvation and these last two months have been incredibly, incredibly deep and hard-hitting in my soul about running the race that is set before us with endurance 
is not a race, you know, that we would necessarily choose if you're in a hard season. And I'm so glad if you're in a happy season. That's awesome. I long for the happy season again. But there is blessing and happiness in every single season we're in. Um, this verse for this month talks about looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, meaning thinking little of it, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. And that's our comfort. That's where we stay, looking to Jesus. That's what gets us through the times that we don't really like. But we love, because we know that there are times of growth. And I'm grateful again for this church being so steeped in the word, in the right context of the word, because we hold on to that. And I will tell you on a personal note that I did ask Margaret, is there like a verse coming up that's like, oh, everything is happy, woo, 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 it is finished. But uh, I don't think they have that in the list coming up soon. So continue to read the word, continue to memorize it, continue to thrive on it. And I thank you for being my church family that lifts me up, that stands beside me, that gives so willingly sacrificially. So I'm thankful for you also. Thanks. Thank you, you folks that came forward for sharing the blessings. Yeah. You know, I, I, we don't do these services just to give me a break. But they're here to give us pause and to consider the blessings that we receive. Uh, we're in a position right now, Kelly and I, we hadn't planned where we would be. Um, but... God has challenged us to be thankful in this circumstance. And, and I've got to be honest with you. We probably would not have made it this far without you, without your prayers, without your love, without your eagerness to serve us. It has sustained us. It has encouraged us. And it's given us the strength to turn to the Lord and say, thank you. Thank you. So we thank you. We're thankful for a congregation that uh, is passionate about the word. We're thankful for a congregation that, that is passionate about this town and passionate about each other. Uh, you guys take the hard stuff. Uh, you know, my commitment to you 20 years ago was I wouldn't skip over any passage. Once we started a book, we would go through it, whether it was easy, whether it was hard, whatever. And you kind of took us in uh, when, when I knew nothing. And you were patient with me um, for 20 years, and, I, and it amazes me because I still know nothing. Uh, but 
you, you have coddled us, you've loved us, you've ushered us through some very difficult times. And the great thing about it is, brothers and sisters, we've done it all together, haven't we? Uh, I mean, for those of you that have been here for a while, you know that we, we've, we've, we've learned all this at the same time. We've done it together. Um, and and I, love, I love that aspect of who we are as a church. When we go out into the community, people notice that there's, there's something different about we're, we're, it's not because we're such great people, amen? Because we're not. Well, I don't know about you. I'm not. <laughs> okay, but it's because we're, we're, we're committed to portraying Christ to those people around us. And, you know, we, we, a long time ago, somebody said, why are we going down to the festival? We're, all we're doing is handing out water and giving away cookies. I said, no, we're not. You know, we're, we're handing somebody a cool drink of water saying, this is Christ. And somebody, a small pack of cookies, say, this is Jesus Christ. This is what grace looks like. This is what love looks like. And when we go out into the community, that's what we do. And we're not the only church that does it. There are, there are a lot of good churches in town, but this is us. And we, we have our own unique identity. And we've done it all together. We've learned how to read our Bibles together. We've learned how to raise our kids together. We've learned uh, how to manage life's disappointments, its griefs. It's hardships, and we've celebrated together. And I'm looking forward to continuing doing that for as long as we can. Amen? One of the things we do together is we take communion. And, you know, we've talked a lot about communion, but this is something that we do together. I mean, what we've done from the moment we walked into this sanctuary this morning, we do corporately. So I love the private times of worship I have at home when I'm listening to music and I'm focused on Christ and the Holy Spirit is moving in my heart. But nothing matches what happens when we come in here and join our voices together and lift up praises to our Father in heaven. There's nothing like that. There's nothing like the announcements. You know, and, and, you know, amen, amen. You know, we, we have a lot of fun during them, but these are the things that we do together. There's nothing like the offering as we, as we stand, as, as it says in Nehemiah, as one man before the Lord and say, Lord, we lift this up to you. Give it to you to advance your kingdom. There's nothing like the scripture reading, which we do together, the responsive reading where, where we're looking at the word of God and responding to how God wrote it. And we do it together. And then we listen to the word of God together, regardless of who's bringing it. And then once a month, we do communion together. This is a sign of the incredible unity that we have in Christ. It's not just a perfunctory, oh, we're going to do this. We're going to have some juice. We're going to have some, we're going to have some crackers. Uh, this, is, this is the body and blood of Jesus Christ as we partake of it together. And even as we recognize that we're doing all this together, that we are one body united by that sacrifice made on the cross. So we get a chance to practice eternity when we take communion because that's how it's going to be. One person standing before our Father in heaven in glory. So if you're here today and you know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, you're invited to take communion with us. If not, we would just respectfully ask you to pass on the elements and you can come and talk to me afterwards. I'll be happy to explain to you what it's all about. But we're going to hand out the Uh, the wafers, and then we'll take them together, and then we'll hand out the juice, and we'll take that together.
Now is a good time to prepare your hearts, to ask the Lord to reveal that unity that this expresses, to ask the Lord whether or not there's anything that you need to do business with him. The Holy Spirit might bring something to mind. Uh, You don't have to run up and confess to anybody. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to do anything. All you have to do is sit there and repent. God's given us his gift of repentance to restore our relationship with him. So take a few minutes, examine your heart, and then we'll take the elements together. Thank you. Father, your word says that everything was created in and through Jesus Christ. That he was there with you from before the beginning. And that that one that was used for creation of everything, Father, took on flesh and came and walked among us for three years. And arrived at that moment in the upper room where that that body, that creator's body that was flesh and blood, stood up and broke the bread and said, this is my body which is broken for you. It's unimaginable. The creator of all things would first take on flesh Second, live among us and then sacrifice himself for us. Oh, Father, we're so unworthy. But we thank you for that moment where that bread was broken and that picture we have of the body that is broken for us. 
that we might have this moment together before you, Father, that we might have this moment of unity where we, we sit here and just savor the sacrifice, Father, where, where we kind of simmer in the, the magnitude of what you've done for us, Lord. Thank you for coming down here and living among us and then dying for us. And as we consider what we're about to do, as we're about to take on that body, Father, as it courses through us and binds us together, not just our hearts, but our bodies, Father, and our wills, Lord, as we stand before you, we thank you for the opportunity to give you glory. Take and eat. Lord, we thank you for the completion of the work. We thank you that it, it wasn't just enough for that sacrifice of the body to be made. We thank you, Father, that you are a holy God of all of your attributes, the one that seems to sum all of them up together is that you are above all other things, holy. And that even though a sacrifice was made for us, we were still not prepared to come into your presence, not prepared to be united to you and your son, that we had to be cleansed. 
We thank you that as, as your son took on human form, that he had a full physical body with blood coursing through it, blood that sustains life. And we thank you for that moment where he held up the cup and he said, this is my blood, which is shed for you. His life that he shed for us. And now that, that we are cleansed by that blood, that we are restored by that blood, that we are renewed into a right relationship with you and brought into your presence forever. Forever. We thank you that same blood courses through this body and sustains us in the same manner except that we'll do it for all of eternity. Oh, we give you praise for the blood that cleanses us. Take and drink. Lord, we thank you for precious moments. We thank you, Father, for the unity that we have. Help us, Lord, to walk in it. Not to strive for it, Father, but to embrace the unity you've already given us. In Jesus Christ. Help us, O Lord, to walk in a manner worthy of the calling, the high and holy calling that you've put upon us. Lord, that we might be ambassadors of your love, vessels of your grace, proclaimers of your truth in all that we do. Above all things, Lord, we give you thanks. It is in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that we pray. Amen. One more thing. I was going to go to First and Second Peter next. I'm just asking for some input here. Um, as I was reading through Philippians yesterday, I walked into the living room and said to Kelly, I think maybe we ought to go to Philippians. <laughs> uh, so if you've got any input on that, come and share it with me. Uh, but I think for, you know, there, there are several of us that are, have certain challenges in our life. Uh, and Philippians is a really great book for it. Um, I'm happy to do either one. Uh, let me know what you think. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next week. God bless you. Have a good afternoon. Pastor John back here again. If you are blessed by the service, let me ask you to do us a favor. Would you click on the like button below that little thumbs up? If you're listening on Sermon Audio, perhaps you can comment or even share the sermon with someone else. We'd love to hear from you. We're on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter at WBFVA. We're on the World Wide Web at WBFVA.org. Let us know if you'd like us to pray for you. If you'd like to support us financially, you can make donations through our website at WBFVA.org. Just click on Giving. You'll receive a tax-deductible receipt at the end of the year. Either way, we would love to hear from you or even have you visit us in person one Sunday. We meet at 46 Winchester Street in downtown Warrington, Virginia at 11 o'clock every Sunday morning. And now, may God bless you richly until we gather again.